0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. I don't know. uh, We seem to have lost focus on this whole teachers and uh, the unions on strike, rotating strikes. I know yesterday they announced that the uh, Catholic elementary teachers, or is it just right across the Catholic board, they were going to have a strike, a one-day strike. Uh, These are the ones that are rotating as well as now province-wide, so there's sort of a mixed bag in there. It's the unions up being uh, the pressure on the education ministry uh, and some of the details that are coming out of the negotiations because a mediator called him back to the negotiating table yesterday and uh... where that is all going is anyone's idea that uh... this will be settled anytime because the idea the uh... principal concern is i think the wage component unions want the two percent government standing firm at one percent and ne'er the twain shall meet which is problematic Then again, uh, if everybody stays out of school because there are concerns about this coronavirus thing, who's going to know the reason that school doors are shuttered? You know, when it comes to this matter of education, it's got me up a rope. I've been confounded for years that this is something that uh, can't be addressed through parental choice and competition. Uh, But we know that the public system for many is sacrosanct. And uh, if you've got the money, the resources, you can send your kid to a private school. There's another third rail, if you will, and that's reform within the system itself, the public system, and that's being called for now by a new group, a new organization called Canadians for Excellence in Education. Jocelyn Bamford spearheads this initiative. She's a president and founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada and has joined the Oakley Show again. Hello, Jocelyn. Hi.
1: John it's a great day for talk radio and excellence in education in the province
0: well all right Uh, what about excellence in education in the province Uh, tell me in your own words what prompted you to found this organization
1: well, we are seeing an education system that increasingly is not producing quality candidates for for us to hire for for the employers that ultimately the education system is to prepare people for. And uh, we also notice that we don't have a voice at the table. So who has a voice? We don't have a voice in curriculum. We don't have a, parents. Don't have a voice in the table. Increasingly, we are seeing that unions not only drive. Uh, the support for the teachers, but they also increasingly drive school trustees and they're starting to drive curriculum and that for us is very problematic because ultimately we see an education system that is more focused on indoctrinating our students and less focused on preparing them for jobs that we provide.
0: Yeah, as you say, the trustees or the school boards uh, provide little value to front lines or individual school communities. Uh, you want to elaborate a little more?
1: Well, we're, we're all for having the front lines get the resources, so we're trying to figure out, when we look at the education budget, and anyone can go online and look at where the money goes for education, the large majority is taken up by wages and benefits. Um, so how do you scale that down? You, we I think that we need to have a fundamental redesign of how the education system is operating and where the money goes, and I don't see school boards who increasingly have become politicized um, as you can see um, a, a few years back why this all started is I was reading in the newspaper and the York District Labor Council had their slate of trustees that they were supporting and you know as an employer I was like the trustees are supposed to be the voice of the parents um, why are the trustees becoming the agents of the unions and sure enough you know when there's a lot of candidates um, after the election a, a large majority of them were voted so uh, you know it concerned me not only as an employer, but also as a parent with three children in the education system. And then uh, layered upon that, I saw an an education system that was Increasingly being politicized. And, you know, examples of, of that were my son coming home with a play that said fossil fuels are our enemy and having to repeat that out in school, and um, uh, somebody bringing forward from our coalition a uh, where do you sit on the political spectrum, which was uh, provided to high school students, and where they gave them 20 questions. And basically, those 20 questions were extremely biased. And if you were a nice person, you were an NDP or a liberal, and if you were a bad person, you were a conservative. Um, and sat on the right end of the spectrum. So, you know, we saw tons of examples. And most recently, a parent brought to us this writing challenge, which you can find up on our Facebook page, which was um, where the teachers uh, gave the the high school students a writing topic. The topic was uh, budget cuts mean that one subject must be dropped from the curriculum, pick a subject, and write a letter to the Premier, Doug Ford, arguing why this should not be cut. And so increasingly, parents are coming to us with these stories of the politicization of the classroom and the fact that we're seeing test scores decrease, we're seeing funding increase, and we're saying, hold on, this needs to be readdressed and has to be looked at.
0: Again with Jocelyn Bamford. She's a president and founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada, but uh, her latest is this new organization, Canadians for Excellence in education. So just to back it up what you're saying is uh, a few years back you said the York uh, Region uh, Labor Council uh, pretty much inserted themselves into uh, the board at the board level and uh, the unions have subsumed the boards now so this critical ground was seeded on kids education uh, with that nexus at that point and without uh, in the absence of parental input would you say Jocelyn?
1: Absolutely and we're seeing increasingly that you can also go on um, F2 website and you can see curriculum. Um, the unions are putting curriculum worksheets that teachers can download to deliver and I, and you know as a parent I'm saying why? As parents, I don't get any input in the curriculum. I sat on parent council for six years. The one thing you're not allowed to talk about when you're on parent council is the curriculum. So, you know, to my mind, why do the unions get input on curriculum but parents and employers don't? That seems to me like a very – um, disjointed and and biased system, and we need to get back to teaching our kids to think critically. Um, I don't want to you know age myself, but when I went to school, you know the teacher would divide the class in two, and if there was any uh, political discussions, one part of the class would research and present on one, and the other side of the class would research and present on the other, and they would come together and the students would listen to both sides and they would make up their own mind. But increasingly, on things like climate and resource sector, there's only one narrative and that's you have to accept um, the, the indoctrination of the education field and you cannot um, push back question or criticize, or, uh, you know, there's consequences, and we don't think that's good. That doesn't teach our kids to think critically, to solve problems in our workplaces that they're going to have to solve, and uh, we need to address this quickly, because we've been asleep at the switch for 20 years.
0: All right, well, I thought the curriculum was set by the provincial government, but you're saying uh, there are certain... Perspectives that are still uh, being promulgated in schools despite the government setting the curriculum. Now, you do also say you're open to ideas on how to improve the system, and you do have some recommendations for the provincial government. Uh, I've noted that you say evaluate a different delivery system in education versus the current school board system. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Is that more parents involved in that? Or or are you intimating that maybe choice and competition in the system is necessary?
1: We think we should look at all of the the above, getting rid of uh, some of the school boards because they add costs and they don't deliver value, looking at voucher systems. We're open to exploring any options that get us to excellence in education, and nothing should be off the table. The one thing we are asking for is a parent's bill of rights because there currently is no parent bill of rights, and we're asking for an ombudsman for education because when when there are situations where where uh clearly uh at the there's politicization in academia and there's indoctrination in academia parents should be able to go to an ombudsman to get a ruling and get some action, because right now it's very difficult for them to. Also, on things like, um, uh, you know, rote learning, there should be a lot of things that people, parents that are concerned, have a vehicle to go and bring their concerns forward and have them investigated.
0: All right. Uh, There are a litany of these recommendations. Again, as you cited, uh, depoliticization of our education system, uh, an education ombudsman, and so on and so forth. So these are early days now. Uh, I don't know how long you've been up and running, but... uh, It's about two months. It's two months. And uh, what kind of response are you getting, and uh, would you see yourself playing a role as, say, a PAC, a political action committee, uh, influencing government decision, or how do you see this all playing out in a best-case scenario?
1: We parents need to take back their education system, and we feel like the parents and and the employers have been completely shut out of education.
0: Yeah, but how are you going to do that? I mean, it's well enough to be idealistic about it, but how would you implement this practically?
1: We we would like to have a a roundtable with the government to put our recommendations forward. We definitely would like to play a role in influencing the education outcomes um, amongst the different parties. I think that every party should be listening to what parents want in the education system and should be acting upon that in their policy platform so yes we'll absolutely be meeting with with various uh, parties to see what their education plans are and to make sure that they're considering both parents and the employers um, as stakeholders because right now we aren't stakeholders we're just the folks that pay for everything um, and we don't have a say in our in our own children's education which we think is not the way to have excellence in education so
0: how you recruiting adherence to to your plan
1: we're, we're, we put a board together right now. We have a, a our social media uh, uh, Facebook page has just gone crazy, um, and in the eight weeks that we've had it up, uh, we have more re- people following our page than we did in in a year of the coalition. So we know that there's a demand out there, and and it, and parents have felt shut out for far too long. So um, if people want to get involved, if they're interested in in um, attending one of our roundtables, if they'd like to be part of our board, we, um, I, I, we would uh, love them to follow our Facebook page and share some of the misinformation that's out there. For, for example, you know, you can't walk past a bus shelter in this city without seeing Ford cuts and how they're uh, apparently hurting education. And the reality is that the education budget has gone from $30.8 billion to $31.6 billion. So the education budget has gone up by $800 million. And the average person doesn't have any idea. If they just are bombarded with with union rhetoric, they have no idea what the truth is. So part of our mandate is we want to have. You can't fix something that doesn't start from. From actual facts. So we want to start from actual facts. We want to look at the results, we want to look at what's being delivered, we want to look at the money spent and the ways that the money are are being spent, and we want to look at having transformational change of our education system so that we have more well-trained students. Um, we have uh, children that are coming out that have skilled trades because that's a huge...
0: Um, right, you want area. to take back the education system is what you're saying, I guess, in a broader term. So I'm guessing you're supporting Minister Lecce and the Ford government in their fight with the unions.
1: We absolutely are because we think there needs to be balance and we think the union has completely overplayed their hand and parents and children are the ones that are suffering. And, you know, we we've st- we've stayed quiet um, for a long time because we're so busy trying to uh, you know, keep food on the table, but it's become a tipping point right now where this province is in debt, the unions have too much power, the parents have none, and it's time to take back our education system.
0: All right. Well, we'll see where this one goes, Jocelyn. You have to keep us in the loop. Thanks so much for at least giving us a sense for where you're uh, on with your latest gambit. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, John. Always a great time to spend some time with you and your listeners.
0: Jocelyn Bamford, president and founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. And now it's uh, Canadians for Excellence in Education. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 911?
1: 911. What's your emergency? Ah! (laughs)